Welcome to My Favorite Theorem, a math podcast where we ask mathematicians what their favorite theorem is. I'm one of your hosts, Evelyn Lamb. I'm a freelance math and science writer in Salt Lake City, Utah. And this is your other host. Hi, I'm Kevin Knudsen, professor of mathematics at the University of Florida. How you doing, Evelyn? I'm all right. Uh, you know, it's fall here, or sort of getting to be fall soon, hopefully. Never um, heard of it. Yeah, yeah, Florida <laughs> doesn't have that so much. <laughs> Yeah, um, but yeah, things are going well here. We had a major plumbing emergency earlier this month oh, that is right. now solved. Yeah. So, well, my big news um, is I'm I'm now the chair of the math department here at the university. Of oh Florida. yes, that's right. So, um, my my volume of email has increased substantially, but but it's an exciting time. We're hiring more people, and I'm really looking forward to this uh, this new phase of my career. So, great good times. Anyway, yeah, but let, let let's talk math. Yeah. Yes, let's talk about math. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're very happy today to have Michelle Audin. Um, so yeah, welcome, Michelle. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Hello, uh, I'm Michelle Audin. I used to be a mathematician. I'm retired now, but I was working on a um, symplectic geometry, mainly. And I'm, I was interested also in the history of mathematics, uh, more precisely history of mathematicians. Yeah, and I actually, I came across you through, um, I was reading about Kovalevskaya, and uh, I just loved your book about Kovalevskaya, and um, I just, it took me a little while to figure out what it was. It was, it's not a traditional biography, but I just loved it, and I was like, I really want to talk to this person. So, yeah, I, I loved it. Uh, I wanted to, I wanted to, to write a book where there were, where there would be uh, history and mathematics and literature also because she was a, she was a mathematician but she also was a novelist and uh, she wrote novels and uh, things like that so I, I, I thought uh, the mathematics were very beautiful I, I love her mathematics very much but uh, but. Uh, she was a very complete uh, kind of person, uh, so I wanted to to have a, a book like that. So, so now I need to read this. This is okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. The English title is "Remembering Sofia Kovalevskaya." Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'll look this up. Yeah. So, uh, what is your favorite theorem? So, my favorite theorem today is <laughs> the Stokes formula. Today. Stokes formula. Today. Oh, great. Oh, Stokes theorem. Okay, great. Yeah, great. <laughs> yeah, so can you tell our listeners a little bit about it? Okay, so uh, it's a theorem. Uh, okay, wh why I, I love this theorem? Because uh, usually when you are a mathematician, you, f you, you are forced to face the question, uh, what is it useful for? And uh, usually uh, I try to explain that uh, I'm doing very pure mathematics and uh, maybe it will be useful someday, but uh, I don't know when and uh, for what. And uh, this theorem is quite the opposite in some sense, because it, uh, it uh, just appeared at the beginning of the 19th century as a theorem in, uh, on uh, hydrodynamics and uh, electrostatics and things like that. Uh, so it was very applied mat mathematics at the very beginning, and it became the the, the theorem became uh, after one century 
became a very abstract thing. And back, the, the, the basis of uh, abstract mathematics, like uh, algebraic topology and things like that. So this is this, uh, just the inverse movement that, uh, of what uh, we are thinking uh, usually about applied and pure mathematics. So mm-hmm. that's the reason why I, I like the theorem. And also, also the fact that it has many very different aspects. I mean, it's a formula, uh, but you have uh, you have a lot of uh, different uh, ways to to write it, uh, the integrals and uh, mm-hmm. and so that's nice. Uh, it's like a character yes. in a novel. Yeah. So 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 you know the, the general version, of course, is what that the integral of uh, what uh, d omega over the manifold is the same as the integral of omega over the boundary. But that's not how we teach it to students. Yeah. Sure. Right? And and that uh, that how that uh, what it it, it uh, became at the end of uh, of the story, but at the very beginning of the story, it was not like that. It was very three integrals with uh, some very complete complicated uh, thing, in, and it is a, it it equals it is equal to something uh, with a different number of integrals and uh, something different. And there are a lot of derivatives and integrals, and uh, that's quite. Uh, Complicated, and uh, at the very end, it became something very abstract uh, and very, very, mm-hmm. very beautiful, very beautiful. So, so I, I don't know that I know my history here. So, um, so, so you know, when we teach uh, this to calculus students anymore, right? Yeah. We, we we show them we show them Green's theorem, and there's two versions of Green's theorem that we show them, even though they're the same. And then we show them something we call Stokes's theorem, which is about uh, surface integrals and then the integral around the boundary. And then there's Gauss's divergence theorem, which is something about that relates a triple integral to a, to a surface integral. That's a, the fact that Gauss's name is attached to that is probably false, right? I mean, did, did, did Gauss do it first, or was? Okay, uh, yeah, Gauss, uh, Gauss has this theorem about uh, the flux of the adducer flux. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the flux of the yeah. of, uh, of the electric uh, there are charges in, inside mm-hmm. the surface and, you, have, uh, and mm-hmm. you have the flux of the electric uh, uh, field uh, and uh, this is a f- the, this was a Gauss, a theorem of Gauss uh, at the very mm-hmm. beginning that was the first occurrence of the Stokes formula and then uh, there was this Ostrogatsky formula which is related to uh, to the water flowing from uh, somewhere and so we re- mm-hmm. just replace the ele- electric charges by uh, by water and the sources and uh, uh, sort of the same difference, right? Electricity, yeah, water, uh, whatever. Yeah. yeah. No, it, it, it's, <laughs> it's how to how you come to abstraction. That's right. Right. It's, yeah. uh, that's uh, that's it. And then there was the screen theorem, and then the and the, and then there is Stokes formula that uh, Stokes never proved, and. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so this is a very beautiful history, and and then it became uh, at the, in the twentieth century it became the uh, the basis of uh, Durham theory and uh, mm-hmm, things like mm-hmm. that. Okay, so that's very interesting, and moreover there are very interesting people working on that in uh, I'm sorry uh, in uh, various countries in Europe at the time the mathematics were made in Europe. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> Well, that's <laughs> how it was, yeah. <laughs> okay, and, uh, and and so there are many uh, many mathematicians, many many interesting mathematicians, and many characters, different characters. So it's like a, it's like another main main character, the formula, and uh, 
all those are the, the mathematicians. Yeah, and so who are some of your favorite mathematicians from that story? Anyone that uh, stands out to you? Okay, there are, there are two of them, and uh, Ostrogatsky and, uh, and Green. You know the story? Okay. You know who was Green? You want me to... Um, I, don't, I don't know about him as a person, really. Yeah, really. Uh, do you know Kevin? No. No, I don't. No, okay, no. so nobody knows, by the way. So uh, he, was, he was just the son of uh, a baker in uh, mm-hmm. Nottingham. Mm-hmm. And then this baker became very rich, and he decided to, to buy a mill. And then, and then to put his son to, to be the miller. Yeah. And this, okay. the son was uh, green. Nobody knows what he did, where, where he learned anything. He spent one year in the primary school in, uh, in uh, Nottingham, and that's mm-hmm. it. And he was a member of uh, some, kind, uh, some kind of, um, you know, you, 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 there, are, there are books. It's not a library, but more or less a library. Okay, mm-hmm. and that's it. And then appears a book. Which is called? Uh, let me uh, let me remember how it's called. Uh, it's called uh, an essay on the application of mathematical analysis to the theories of electricity and magnetism. Okay. And this this appears in uh, eighteen twenty-eight. And this is just out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. <laughs> and, and then the the mathematician, the professors in Cambridge, they say, they say well, okay, it's, it's impossible. And they, we have to, to bring the, that guy out. So they, they take the miller from his mill and they, they, they put it in, a, in the University of Cambridge. So he was about, I don't know, 30, 40. And uh, of course, it was not very, very convenient for the son of a baker to, to, to be a student with the, the sons of the, the gentlemen of. Uh, mm-hmm. Sure. Of, of England. Okay, so he he didn't he didn't uh, stay there and he he left and then he died and nobody knew about that. There was this book, uh, and that's it. So, so he was he was thirteen or fourteen years old when he wrote this. Uh, yeah, and then uh, and then he died and uh, and okay and nobody knew except that. Uh, wow. Wow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then and then appears a guy called. Um, Thompson, Lord Kelvin, mm-hmm. later, mm-hmm. and then, and this it's very. This was a very young guy, and he decided to go to 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 speak with Fran, to 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 Paris to speak with uh, French mathematicians like Cauchy, Liouville, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. and then it was a very long trip, and, um, and uh, he, he 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 took with him a few books to to read during the, the mm-hmm. journey, uh, and among these books were the this. Uh, this green book, and he was completely uh, excited about that. And he arrived in mm-hmm. Paris and uh, decided to speak of uh, this uh, green theorem and this green pe- uh, work uh, to everybody mm-hmm. in Paris. And uh, mm-hmm. the, there are uh, there are letters and uh, there are a lot of documentation about that. And then this is how uh, the green formula appeared in uh, in the mathematics. Mm. Uh, Okay, so interesting. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't know about that story at all. Thanks. Yeah. That's, Nobody that's know, really knows. Yeah, that's that's very interesting. I mean, uh, this formula. Hit, uh, yeah. So isn't isn't what we know about Stokes' theorem 
wasn't it set as an exam problem at Cambridge? Yeah, or something? exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, okay, so there was it began it began with a letter of uh, Lord Kelvin to Stokes. They were very friendly mm -hmm. together, and they were of same age and doing same mathematics, same physics, and they mm -hmm. were very friendly together. And uh, and they were. But they were not at the same uh, at the same place, so they were writing uh, letters. And um, once uh, uh, Thompson uh, Kelvin sent a letter to Stokes to take the, speaking of, uh, of mathematics, and uh, at the very end there was a postscriptum where he said, uh, "Do you know that this formula should be very interesting?" And he writes something which is what we call now the Stokes formula. Mm -hmm. And then uh, the guy talks. He had some uh, things to, to to to. He had to to make an exam uh, problem for an exam, and uh, and uh, he 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 gave this this as a examination for the students. <laughs> I mean, okay, you know, you know, it was in Cambridge. They have to, they have to be very very strong. <laughs> sure. <Yeah>. And. <laughs> And this is a, and this is why it's called the Stokes formula. Wow! Wow! Yeah, I, I sort of knew that story. I didn't know exactly how it how it came to be. I I knew somewhere in the back of my mind that that it had been set as an exam problem. Uh, it's written uh, it's written in the book of uh, of Maxwell. Uh, okay. Okay. And and so the second person you mentioned. Um, was, uh, I've, I forgot Well, I don't know how to pronounce it in Russian and even in English, but Ostrogatsky, something like that. Okay. okay. So this was a, this was a, uh, he was a mathematician, uh, a student in mathematics in uh, Ukraine, Ukraine uh, at that time, uh, mm -hmm. and which was Russia at the time, by the way. And uh, he was uh, passing his exams and uh, among the examination, uh, topics there was a uh, religion, so he didn't he didn't go to that. So he was expelled from the university, and he decided to go to Paris. So it was in uh, eighteen twenty something like that. So he he, he took uh, he went to Paris, uh, and then uh, he arrived there and he had no exams. And he, knew, he knew nobody, and uh, he made connections with a lot of people, especially with Cauchy. Was uh, he was not a very nice guy, but uh, he was very nice to Ostrogatsky, and uh, <laughs> and uh, then he came back to Russia, and uh, he was uh, he was professor, uh, he was the main professor or the director of all the professors teaching uh, mathematics in uh, military schools in uh, in Russia. So mm. It was quite important. Mm -hmm. uh, and he wrote books about uh, differential calculus, what we call differential calculus in France, what we call calculus in the UK. He wrote, uh, he wrote a book like that. And for instance, uh, because we were speaking of uh, Sofia Kovalevskaya when she was a child, uh, uh, on the on the walls of her of her bedroom, uh, there were the there were the. The sheets of the of the course of Ostrogatsky uh, mm -hmm. on the wall, and she she had to, to she read that when she was uh, she was a little girl, uh, and so she was very good in calculus after all. <laughs> okay, mm -hmm. <Wow>. so <laughs> this is another story. I'm sorry, I'm, yeah. I'm, I don't I'm not very no, bad to tell that in English. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well.
That's all. Next question. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so now I got to know. Uh, so, uh, so what what does one pair with Stokes' theorem? Uh, a novel, of course. A novel, okay. Of course. Which, which yeah. One? <laughs> I know. I'm, okay, I wrote one, so that's what I'm, I'm doing my own advertisement. Yeah, I, I was hoping. I was hoping we could talk about this. So yeah, tell us more about this novel. Okay, this is called uh, the Stokes Formula novel. La, la, la formule de Stokes roman. I mean, the, the word novel is in the in the title. So, uh, in this book, I, I tell uh, I tell lots of uh, stories about the mathematicians, but also uh, about the about the formula itself, the theorem itself, um, mm-hmm. and um, how to say that it's not written like the historians of mathematics like. You to want you to write. I mean, for instance, uh, there are <laughs> there are people speaking and there are dialogues and things like that, uh, which which, mm-hmm. which is not. Uh, but um, for instance, at the end of the book, there is a there is a first meeting of the Bobaki mathematicians or the Bobaki group. Okay. So they are in a restaurant and they have they are having a small talk like you have in a restaurant. And they discuss. Uh, there are six of them, and they discuss and they order the, the food, and uh, and they discuss of mathematics. It looks mm-hmm. like a, like a, just a small talk like that. But uh, actually, everything they say uh, comes from the Gorbachev archives. Oh mm. wow! So, okay. so <laughs> this is <laughs> well. Uh, this is a, a way to write uh, to write things. Okay, and uh, also this is a book. Um, how to say that? I decided. I decided it would be very boring. It it was. Uh, it was told uh, the history of the Stokes formula was told from uh, a chronological uh, point of view. So it doesn't it doesn't uh, it doesn't start at the beginning and uh, it doesn't end at the end <laughs> of the yeah. of the story. I mean. Uh, all the all the chapters, uh, they how to say that all the cha- the cha- <laughs> how to say that um, all the chapters they they have a, the title is a, is a date first first of January second mm-hmm. of January and they are and they are uh, and they are ordered in uh, according to the dates. So you have, okay. for instance, uh, let me show you. Let me tell you. It starts with the first of January, and then you have uh, I don't know, and then you have first of February, and uh, and so on until mm-hmm. the, until the end, which is uh, which is in December, of course. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, but uh, but it's not it's not during the same year, okay. Right. <laughs> well, okay. the first of January is in um, is in uh, eighteen sixty-two, and uh, let me and the the five uh, the fifth of January is in eighteen sixty-seven, uh, and uh, and so on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I was very very fortunate. I was very happy that uh, the very end of the story is in December. Because the first of the first Bobaki meeting uh, was in December, and it, I was I wanted to have uh, to have the end of it. So this is yeah. okay. So there are different stories, and uh, and the okay, and the 
are told in a different uh, a different date, but not using the, the chronology. So, and also in the book, I explain what the formula uh, means. I mean, uh, you are you are you are comparing things uh, inside the uh, inside the volume and uh, what happens mm -hmm. uh, on the surface of this volume and things like that. So I I try to explain uh, the mathematics. Mm -hmm. Also. In uh, every chapter, there is a formula, a different form of uh, a different formula, which I think uh, it's very important to show that uh, formulas must can be beautiful. Sure. And some are, some are more beautiful than uh, some others, and that the the reader uh, he can uh, just just skip skip the formula, but look at it and mm -hmm. just. Consider it's beautiful, uh, even if I don't understand it completely. And uh, then, mm -hmm. so there, there were a dif different, there were different constraints I used to to write the book, and one of them was to have a formula, in exactly one formula in every chapter. Yeah, and, and one of the reasons we wanted to talk to you, not just that I read uh, your, your book about Kovalevskaya and kind of fell in love with it, but also because since leaving math academia, you've been doing a lot more literature, and um, including being part of the Ulipo uh, group, right, in France? Yes. Uh, you want me to explain what it is? <laughs> Do you want to yeah, yeah. I, I mean, uh, I don't really know what it is, so it'd be great yeah. if you could tell us a little more about that. Okay, it's a group for mathematicians, I should say more. It's a set of, <laughs> <laughs> it's a set of, of um, writers and a few mathematicians. Mm -hmm. uh, it was founded in uh, 1960 by uh, Raymond Fenoux and uh, François Le Lyonnais. And uh, the idea is to, uh, the idea is to, to find uh, constraints uh, to to write uh, some uh, literary text. I mean, for instance, uh, the, the, the most uh, famous uh, thing is the, the novel by, uh, by Georges Perret, La Disparition, was translated in English uh, under the title Avoid, uh, mm -hmm. which is a, a, a rather long novel uh, which doesn't uh, use the uh, letter E. Which is which yeah. is which is in French. In French, it's uh, really uh, really very difficult. In English also, but yeah. in French uh, even more. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Because uh, you cannot use uh, a feminine, for instance. Oh right! Oh right! Yeah. <laughs> that is kind of a problem. <laughs> okay, so this is the. the some of, the, some of the some of the constraints they have a mathematical uh, uh, background. Uh, for instance, uh, th this is not the case with uh, la disparition, but this is the case for for some uh, other constraints, like uh, I don't know using uh, using permutations or graph, or graph theory to construct uh, a text. Mm -hmm. I, I actually know a little bit about this. I, I I taught a class in mathematics and literature a few years ago, and, ah. and I did talk about Olipo. Uh, and we did some of these. There are these the, these uh, generators on the internet where you can. Um, uh, one one rule is where you you take you pick a number like say five and you you look at every noun and replace it by the one that's yeah. five entries later than that in the dictionary, for example. And and there are websites that will just you, you feed it text, and it's a bit imperfect because it doesn't classify things as nouns properly sometimes. Um, 
but but it is it, it's it's an interesting exercise. Or uh, there was another one where you um, sonnets. So you would you would create son sonnets have fourteen lines, but you would do it sort of as an exquisite corpse where you would uh, have you know you would write all these different lines for uh, for sonnets, and then you could um, you know remove them one at a time to sort of get you know a really large number. I forget now mm. however many you do. So, yeah, it, this so is things a, like that, right? Yeah, now. this is. Yeah. Sonbin Miga, which is 10 to the mm -hmm. 14. To the that's right, yeah. yeah. So 10 different sonnets, but yeah, yeah, you, can, yeah. Right, you can do a lot. Yeah, yeah. this is what, yeah. uh, what Raymond Fenno did. And, uh, it's, really, it's really interesting. Yeah. The, 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 the first, thing, first example you gave, yeah, it's, uh, which is Colin French's uh, S plus seven, uh, S plus seven. This, mm -hmm. this is a, so you, take, you, you, you start from a substantive, a noun, uh, mm -hmm. and you, you take the, the seventh, uh, in a dictionary, the seventh following That's right. in a dictionary. That's right. Yeah. It depends on the on the dictionary you use. Uh, sure. Of course. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> well, th so that's uh, yeah. That's that was what they did at the beginning, but now there are different uh, different options. Sure. Sure. So. Yeah, it's it's a really neat um, it, you know creative exercise to uh, try to do that kind of constraint writing. But for instance, this constraint, uh, the calendar, the calendar constraint I used to in this book, uh, is is based on uh, on books by uh, Michelle Grango, who is a poet uh, from the UNICO also, and she wrote uh, mm. she wrote uh, calendars, uh, which were books of poetry also. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah. that, and that, that's where the idea come from, comes from. Yeah, and I assume this uh, your novel has been translated into English. Not yet. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so somebody told me she could, she would do it, and she started, and I have no news now, and I don't know if she were thinking of a, of a publisher or not. Okay. Okay. If you can, uh, if you can do something, <laughs> I would be very grateful. <laughs> Yeah, so a good reason to brush up your French then to read this uh, novel. <laughs> yeah. Um, and where can people uh, find, you know, is there writing work of yours that people can find on a website or something that has it all together? Okay, there is a website of the Ulipo, first of all. Okay, which is just uh, ulipo.net or something like that. That's very, okay, very we'll easy it. to find. Uh, also, I, I, I have a, I have a web page myself, uh, but uh, mm -hmm. uh, what I write is usually on the Ulipo site. Okay. okay. And also, I, I have also a, a site, a, a history site on a, on a it's, 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 more, it's, it's about history, but not about mathematics, which is about the, the Paris Commune in 1871, which has nothing to do with mathematics, mm -hmm. but... Uh, this is one of the things I'm working on. Yeah. Okay, yeah, we'll share that with, with people so they can find out more of this stuff. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, this has been great fun. I've learned a lot today. This is, this is the best yeah. part. This is the best part of doing this podcast, actually, is that Evelyn and I really learn all kinds of cool stuff and talk to interesting people. Um, so we really appreciate you, to, pre appreciate you taking the time to, uh, to talk to us today and, and Thanks for persevering through the technical difficulties. Yeah. And, uh, yes. So, so we're finished. Okay. So goodbye. Bye. <laughs>
Thanks for listening to My Favorite Theorem, hosted by Kevin Knudsen and Evelyn Lamb. The music you're hearing is a piece called Fractalia, a percussion quartet performed by four high school students from Gainesville, Florida. They are Blake Crawford, Gus Knudsen, Del Mitchell, and Bao Chan Wen. You can find more information about the mathematicians and theorems featured in this podcast, along with other delightful mathematical treats, at Kevin's website, kpknudsen.com, and Evelyn's blog, Roots of Unity, on the Scientific American Blog Network. We love to hear from our listeners, so please drop us a line at myfavoritetheorem at gmail.com, or you can find us on Facebook and Twitter. Kevin's handle on Twitter is at Nibiknozdunk, that's Kevin spelled backwards, followed by Knudsen spelled backwards, and Evelyn's is at Evelyn J. Lamb. The show itself also has a Twitter feed. The handle is M-Y-F-A-V-E-T-H-M, that's at my favorite theorem. Join us next time to learn another fascinating piece of mathematics. Thank you.